Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. I'm going to make a quick shift. I'm not going to go directly into the news of the day. Rather, I want to have a conversation about mass communications. The media. The media exists seemingly to report the news. However, we know that that is not what they do. I mentioned yesterday the way the Associated Press covered Ron DeSantis and the racist shooting in Jacksonville, Florida over the weekend. I also want to explain the the reason. And there are a couple of reasons, but... There is an overarching reason that the media says things and does things the way that they do. In mass communication, there's a there's a theory. Now, in, in most of the social sciences, everything is determined by social theory of some sort. Mass communications is no different. Mass communications is a social science. It's the study of the way that we broadcast messages to each other, basically. In mass communication, there is a theory known as agenda-setting theory. At its most basic level, agenda-setting theory is the idea that media organizations have a job to not only report the news, but also determine the way that the public consumes the news. Whatever the media thinks is most important, that's what they're going to, uh, that's how they're going to present it. And agenda-setting theory is basically the guiding principle of every form of media you consume including this show, be absolutely honest with you. We arrange things in the media in order of ideally what we think the audience wants to know most. There are news organizations, though, that display things that they want the audience to believe most. That's why the Associated Press had a story linking Ron DeSantis to the racist shooting over the weekend. The media, the left-wing actors in the media, feel that it's not just their, not, their, their job to present the news, it's their job to tell you how you should be considering, how you should be viewing, how you should be consuming how you should understand the news from their perspective.
the most recent example of how the agenda is going to be set today comes in Kentucky. Not too long ago, at a public event in Kentucky, Mitch McConnell had another uh, soft reboot, to put it mildly. He went blank, went silent. He was asked a question while he was at a podium. He stood there. He did not react. He froze for several seconds. It's the second time in as many months that it's happened. People on the left and the right are saying this is elder abuse. He is too old. He's clearly having a problem. He needs to step down. People on the left and the right are saying that. The media will be suggesting it in the way they present their stories on Mitch McConnell. Oh, well, he did fall and he had this concussion. This is two events. Now the campaign, after being asked so much about whether or not he's talked to a doctor, they say he's now going to talk to a doctor. That's how the media is going to present it. And there's nothing inherently wrong with presenting the story that way. It is a valid question. Is he too old? Is the concussion that he got when he fell recently playing a role in this? Is he in, a, is he in the physical condition to be able to continue being one of the top politicians in the country, never mind in, in either of the parties? But here's where agenda setting theory and how the media has twisted, how the leftists in the media have twisted it, come into play. Joe Biden. Joe Biden has fallen on stage. He's gotten up in the middle of a televised interview and just wandered off the set. He's just started rambling and gibberish. He gets basic facts wrong. He constantly lies about personal stories. Over and over and over and over and over again, Joe Biden has had these episodes that anybody who has dealt with an infirm family member knows is a sign of something really wrong. McConnell has had two events in two months. Biden has had them nearly constantly since he came into office. And yet the media will focus on Mitch McConnell and they will continue to raise absolutely no questions about Joe Biden and his health and his, mis and his mental capacity. There is a poll that came out either yesterday or today. 69% of Democrats say that Joe Biden is too old to run again. And despite that, 80% of Democrats will support him again. There are a number of Republicans who say Mitch McConnell should step down. He should not run again. And if he were if he were running in Kentucky, a lot of those if they lived in Kentucky, a lot of those Republicans would not vote for him. But the media has an agenda that they have to set. That the Republican Party is the party that is out of touch 
The Republican Party is run by old white men. They have no real connection to the voters. And the Democrats and Joe Biden are A-OK. This is part of the agenda. And again, every medium that you consume does agenda setting in some way. Every talk show you listen to has structured stories in a way that are meant to tell a certain story. Most honest brokers arrange their stories to tell a to to bring about an agenda that is supposed to appeal to the audience. Most honest ones do that, but let's face it, there are very few honest ones now. The dishonest ones are the ones that are arranging the agenda to tell you what to think and how to think. That's the problem that we have right now. There's a reason, that's the reason that um, the American public doesn't trust the media. The American media focuses on the negative. They focus on political partisanship. They focus on uh, building narratives rather than building facts. And the American public's had enough and they don't trust the media anymore. Now, what happened to Mitch McConnell today is absolutely a travesty, and I feel genuinely bad for Mitch McConnell. And I genuinely feel bad for Joe Biden because I really do think that in both instances, it is elder abuse to not sit those two men down and say, you can't do this anymore. You look almost broken down. You need to take a break. These intense schedules, these intense uh, political debates, all of this partisan gamesmanship, everything like that, you've you've done your duty. You've done your civic duty. It's time to go home and rest. And that there's apparently nobody in either of these two men's lives that are sitting them down and telling them this. And that these men cannot recognize it is a tragedy. But let's not pretend that they are getting equal coverage on it either because the media continues to run interference all for the sake of protecting Joe Biden. 232-1542 is the number if you want to call and be part of the conversation. We'll take this break. We'll be back in just a moment. If you don't want to call in, you can send a message through the KPL app chat. Download the app. Hit the little text message looking icon in the upper right corner. Select general message. Send a message to the show. Be glad to talk with you on the app as well. Back in just a moment here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number or use the KPL app chat to be part of the conversation. More on the media's need to 
set a particular agenda and the framing that they use in certain stories. If you'll recall yesterday when I talked about uh, the way things are not just written, but the way they are produced digitally, a lot of it comes back to how are they getting people to click on their stories? Sometimes they just write something really ignorant because they don't know better. Sometimes they write something that is meant to be very outrageous, but in reality, it's not nearly as serious as they make it out to be. I'm not sure which of those this case is, but this is a tweet from CNN earlier. Two men in Uganda are facing separate charges of aggravated homosexuality, an offense punishable by death under the country's controversial new anti-gay laws. Now, you read that tweet and you think that two men are being uh, charged with being gay in Uganda because of some anti-LGBT laws that were passed there. And you click on the link. You know what happens when you click on the link? Do you know what you find out? One of the men is charged with raping a disabled man. The other is charged with raping a minor. That's not what CNN wants you to know. CNN wants you to know that these two Ugandan men are being charged with being aggressively homosexual. Because of new anti-gay laws in Uganda. And what they leave out, the actual important part of the story in the tweet is that one of the men was charged with raping a disabled man, the other charged with raping a minor. And they got excoriated on CNN. One of Twitter's new features is community notes, where if enough people with the who are who write these community notes, who report these tweets, uh, if enough of these community notes show up, the, the, the tweet itself gets basically a fact check. And it appears on there, and it absolutely just demolishes the CNN tweet. CNN clearly pushing a media there, uh, pushing a, an agenda there, and community notes fighting back and saying, this is patently dishonest. It's not that they were charged with aggravated homosexuality because they're gay, which is what the tweet implies. It's because, again, one of the men is charged with raping a disabled man and the other is charged with raping a minor. Again, and I don't know how many times I have to ask the question. Is it any wonder that the mainstream media is less trusted than Congress, a group of politicians? And as we all know, politics comes from the root poly, meaning many, and ticks, meaning blood-sucking vermin. The media is trust less than the blood-sucking vermin in Congress. Let's take our break. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number or send a message through the KPL app chat. Shout out to Mike in Brobridge who sent a message just a little while ago 
Uh, before I get back to what I was talking about, do want to let you know uh, we've got some breaking news. There is a major grass fire that has spread to structures in the Lawtel area. Uh, a number of people on social media are asking for folks to pray for the community. Uh, Caleb Y reported a little while ago that the fire is in the vicinity of Highway 190 and Bernard Road. Uh, we've seen several social media posts in and around the Lawtel area, lots of smoke rising. Uh, looks like a pretty big fire in that area. So if you uh, are in the Lawtel area or know somebody in the Lawtel area, uh, do be careful. If you know somebody out there, please call them, check up on them. If they don't know, tell them they might uh, need to make some preparations. It does not look good in that area. Several uh, fire departments in the area have been dispatched to the major fire. We will be keeping track of that. We will let you know any updates. Uh, the story right now on KPL965.com. Again, this kind of plays into the larger uh Super, uh, super dry drought conditions, the the very hot weather we've had. Uh, it's very easy for one of these fires to pick up and really start burning. So do be careful outside. Now, I want to move on. I want to stick to the same thing that we've been talking about. Uh, you know, Mike uh, on the app mentioned that a while back, uh, I think it was Mika Brzezinski, uh, who's on Morning Joe with Joe Scarborough, uh, said the quiet part out loud and basically said that the media's job was to shape the way people think. And that is true for most media, most left, uh, most media organizations, but particularly those on the left uh, feel that their job isn't just to report the news, but to tell you how to interpret the news and interpret the events going on. CNN has a guy named Bill Weir who is ostensibly a reporter, but is a climate porn uh, alarmist. He's the type of guy who will make anything in e any and every negative story about environmentalism and the catastrophe that awaits humanity and everything like that. Here's Bill Weir on CNN about Hurricane Adelia. Yeah, I mean, and to that point, you just talked about this warmer water, historically warm water. These communities now are suddenly in the path of hurricanes where they have not been before. Is there anything that can be done to protect them going forward? That's an amazing question. It's the biggest sort of trillion dollar question about how you adapt communities like this to the world that we're already now living in at the same time trying to mitigate further more wicked storms down the road with more fossil fuel pollution. Um, right now, the Gulf is being reopened by the Biden administration for oil and gas lease sales. That's about to happen in coming weeks. There are lawsuits around that uh, right there. But it's the double bind of these sort of oil economies in places like this where they, they have that as, a, as an income stream, but also the cost of it is becoming bigger with every storm. Uh, science has been warning about this for a very long time. In many ways, it's been predicted. It's the speed that we're seeing these changes that has taken most folks by surprise. Yeah. Bill Weir, like I said, is a climate porn alarmist. That's what he does. You need to know that if, if climate change is responsible for these storms getting so much bigger and so much more frequent, then what caused, how did, when did climate change kick in for Adelia? Because there's something that most people are forgetting 
or they didn't really pay attention to. Remember, yesterday morning, Adelia was supposed to become a hurricane. All those warm waters and the wind and the, the surface temperatures, everything, every condition in the Gulf of Mexico was going to ensure that Adelia was going to become a hurricane by 7 a.m. Tuesday morning. It didn't happen until yesterday afternoon. What happened? Adelia failed to develop. It stayed disorganized. For several days, it did not organize the way they thought it would. It stalled over the water. Only when the storm finally got moving into the north or toward the north into the Gulf did it rapidly intensify. And yes, it did make landfall as a Category 3 storm, which is still a major hurricane. But given how long it was over that hot water and given how long it took to develop, when did climate change kick in? The climate has changed this summer. I don't know if you know this, but the climate has changed this summer. The reason it changed is because of a volcano in the Pacific that tossed tons of water vapor into the upper atmosphere. At the time, Multiple scientific reports suggested that around summer of 2023, temperatures would get about 2 degrees Celsius warmer. Lo and behold, that came true. Things are indeed hotter right now. We have gone through a record-breaking summer. Things have changed. Going back to agenda-setting theory, the media reported on it back when the hurricane erupted, when the volcano erupted and tossed all that water vapor into the air. How many media outlets do you see reporting on that volcano right now? We have Hurricane Franklin that's out in the in in the Atlantic. It's not going to touch land, but we had a major hurricane there. Adelia formed into a major hurricane. We've got. A couple more systems forming. Uh, let me see. We have, yeah, a couple more systems that are forming as we speak. Tropical Depression 11 in the mid-Atlantic, not, not going to hit land at all. We've got another disturbance with a 10% chance of cyclone formation in the next couple of days, probably not going to hit us. We've got another wave off the coast of Africa. It looks like it's going to develop very early and probably spiral off into the Atlantic and not come to American soil. So we have these storms because the ocean surface temperatures are way hotter. And they are way hotter because, as predicted by a bunch of scientists a year and a half ago or so, a ton of extra water vapor in the air is heating up the earth. But you have Bill Weir over at CNN. You have reporters from all over the media out there saying it's climate change, climate change, fossil fuels. It's part of the narrative. It's part of the agenda that they are trying to set to, com to convince the American public that we are all doomed unless we give up fossil fuels. And they may not be wrong, 
maybe those fossil fuels are contributing in some way. Maybe the climate is changing in some way. But even with the most minute of data points, and most of their projections never come true, and yet they stand by it. But even with the most minute of data points, hey, we're seeing more storms now than we did before. You can take that out of context, and you can draw this conclusion that fossil fuels are the source. Meanwhile, you have a literal freaking volcano that everyone predicted would cause temperatures to go up, and you're not saying anything about it now. Question. If we had all converted to electric cars and a hurricane comes and knocks out the power, how the hell are we getting out? Because see, with a gas-powered vehicle, you can get a couple of gas cans and you can fill up and have some extra gas as you flee where the hurricane is coming. You can't just carry around a couple extra electric car batteries and just make the swap on the side of the road. It's not going to happen. And if the power goes out and you haven't fully charged your car, you're not making it all the way out. And if we completely ban fossil fuels, you're not even getting the electric cars because a bunch of the parts necessary for those cars are still made from oil-based products, from petroleum-based products. These are people who are setting an agenda, but they are not serious about the things they talk about because they are more worried about the emotional reaction. They have this agenda. They are convinced that the world is coming to an end because of all of the fossil fuels. All of their solutions are unserious. Not a single solution that they've proposed is actually feasible. Bill Weir at CNN talks about the the double-edged sword of these oil-based societies. You can't get rid of the oil. Our oil-based society uses that petroleum to make a whole lot more than just burning gas. But it's the agenda. It's not the news. It's the agenda that they are trying to set. And they are trying to scare the hell out of you and me by saying, hey, we could get a super Adelia if you don't stop burning oil right now. And you have people pushing. Look at these models. We've never seen some of these spaghetti models where the storm could come back into the Gulf and we get another shot at Adelia. Those models are so improbable that most people don't take them seriously, but you have some people who latch on to it. I've seen it discussed on social media. It's incredible. It is incredible. The amount of energy and passion they put into something that one has no feasible solutions. And two, you cannot quantitatively or qualitatively prove is actually happening. All of their projections all of their predictions for what is going on here, nothing's happened. None of it has come true. 
Well, the temperatures are rising. Yes, right now the temperatures are rising faster than they ever had before because of a volcano in the Pacific that launched a ton of water vapor into the air. And we know that because scientists all said it would happen, and it did. The prediction came true. The science worked. The so-called settled science of the left proclaiming that climate change is happening. We're all going to die and there's going to be water up to my ankles in this studio because of climate change and coastal erosion in Louisiana. None of that's happened. Based on their predictions, I think my home in Karen Crow should be waterfront property by now, but it hasn't happened yet. 232-1542 is the number. Let's take our final break of the day. We'll come back here and wrap up the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5. KPL, you guys stick around. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL, uh, Chris from New Iberia on the app chat. Quit talking about uh, water vapor causing the problem. They might try to ban H2O. Uh, what was the old joke about dihydrogen monoxide? That That's that's kind of it. T-Don, quit making sense using the wrong science. I know, but I just value truth, man. Mike and Bro Bridge, how many glaciation events have happened over the last million years? A ton. There have been all of these cycles of, and, and I, I think that if there is climate change, it is more cyclical than the left wants, wants us to believe. I think that there is a kind of a cyclical nature. If you just look through periods of history, we've gone back and forth from super hot to super cold. Uh, so I, I think that's, that's really it. But we, we are humans. We adapt. Trust the science. We use the science to adapt each and every time. It's not going to kill us all. We're going to adapt whether it gets super hot or super cold. Here's the thing that gets me, though. Here's the thing that gets me. Joe Biden. So so FEMA is asking for something like $12 billion. FEMA wants more money. We have a disaster happening in Florida right now. The way this hurricane season's going, we might have more disasters. I don't know. The Biden administration is tying approval of FEMA funding to approval of Ukrainian aid. The Biden administration wants to tie our emergency management for domestic emergencies to aid to Ukraine. Now, I'm, I've been fairly pro-Ukrainian aid. I want to see a detailed balanced book of where the money's going, but in general... If we can stop Russia and, and hurt Russia in some way, I'm for it. But tying our domestic emergency management to Ukrainian aid is the dumbest and most irresponsible decision that the Biden administration could be making right now. And it's just proof that they are unserious people, just like the people in the media pushing their agenda with climate and everything else just like the left in general has been extremely unserious when it comes to fossil fuels. These are not serious people and they are not running a serious country. And we so desperately need serious leadership. It is unconscionable that they would want to tie domestic emergency response aid to foreign aid for a war-torn country. 
that is offensive. It is obscene. And the Biden administration should be ashamed of itself. But as we know, they know no sense of shame. All right, y'all, that's it for me. I'm going to take this 23-hour break. Be back here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. You guys have a fantastic day. If you want to reach me, find me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email joe at redstate.com. You can find the podcast version of the show over on joecunninghamshow.substack.com or wherever you get your podcast. If you do listen to the podcast of the show through like Apple, Spotify, whatever, be sure to leave a rating and a review. That just increases the number of eyes that could potentially stumble across the show because I have an agenda to set and I want you guys to help me inform others. You guys have a great one. Shannon is offsides next here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.